Welcome to The Dreaming. I'm Sasha Smulders. I'm Joe Fulgham. This is The Sandman, Issue 42, Brief Lives, Chapter 2. So we've got the same layout for the cover as before. Mm-hmm. Got the things on the side, the column on the right, the kind of uh, mini section titles. Rain cloud, a fish hook. Mm-hmm. The heart. Yeah. A protractor. <laughs> yeah. Might have been accidentally left there by the artist. It could also have to do with the contractor who's a p- pumpkin head dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mervin. Mm-hmm. Mervin Pumpkinhead. Mervin the Pumpkin King? Mervin Pumpkinhead. That's his name. <laughs> He's great. He's a favorite of mine. This mm. is his first introduction. I love it. Mm-hmm. It always rains on the unloved. <laughs> yeah. That is a reference to Charles Schultz's little comic strip, The Peanuts. Oh. It's a uh, Charlie Brown quote. He's sitting on the curb and it starts to rain and then it turns into a downpour. And he says, it always rains on the unloved. Oh, wow. And here I have it for you to take a look at. I guess all of Vancouver is very unloved. Yeah, this week. It <laughs> rains here a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess it always rains on the unloved doesn't mean that it only rains on the unloved. <laughs> I guess rain that's on, fair. Could rain on everybody. Yeah. But it always rains on the unloved. Mm. Which I guess means if it's not raining on you, somebody loves you. Mm. That's but if logic. it is raining on you, somebody might also love you. They might, but you also might be unloved. Mm. <laughs> it always rains on Dream when he's unloved because uh, he makes sure. Let's get to the inside. Yeah, he makes it rain on himself. <laughs> he does. He's in the <laughs> drama zone right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's six panels dedicated to him running outside. So he can make it rain on himself. She, she has decided she no longer loves me. And the rain comes down as he looks out over his gothic porch. (sighs) I just wish I had it in me to feel bad for him. (laughs) But I don't think any of the listeners will be surprised to find out. I don't. I don't feel bad for him. What would you like done with the suite of rooms you created for her? Erase them. That's how I imagine he says it. Erase them. Erase them. Lucian, one thing. Lord? I would appreciate it if the palace staff would be so kind as to refrain from mentioning her in the future when in my presence. Very good, Lord. In the Sandman Companion, uh, written by Highbender, he interviews Neil, and Neil notes that a lot of people thought he was like on purpose being very cheekily keeping Dream's lover a secret mm. here, but he'd actually written a four-page scene where the, it was the two of them together and her realizing it wasn't working, but then he realized, oh, it's much simpler this way. She has decided she no longer loves me. And then as he's writing it, he finds Dream saying, It'd be best if you didn't mention her. And he started laughing, thinking, oh, we're not going to find out who this is for a while. <laughs> because he just had no reason to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get the same story. They'd still need this scene anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you you cut out the part where the things that Dream is sad about happen because he's going to talk about them anyway because he's sad. Oh, he's so emo. Mm. And so then the uh, we have a, a scene about the help. We've got Lucian mm-hmm. coming in and we have, uh, what is her name? Nuala. Nuala. Lucian, Nuala, and a new helper on the mm-hmm. house we hadn't yet met. The voice of the common working man. <laughs> nah, he enjoys it. I mean, hell, it's a pose, you know? He spends a couple of months hanging out with a new broad. Then one day the magic's worn off and he goes back to work and she takes a hike. Now, guys like me, ordinary Joes, we just shrug our shoulders, say, hey, that's life. Flick it if you can't take a joke. Not him. Oh, no. He's got to be the tragic figure standing out in the rain, mourning the loss of his beloved. So down comes the rain, right on cue. In the meantime, everybody gets dreams full of existential angst and wakes up feeling like hell. And we all get wet. Wet dreams. Wet dreams. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure we're all grateful for those priceless gems of wisdom, Mervyn. We've seen Mervyn before. He was a bus driver in issue number five. Okay. And he was also in Season of Mists when uh, Dream called all his workers together. You saw him in that crowd. Ah. Mm -hmm. Flick it if you can't take a joke. Kind of odd that they would do that, but uh, if you put the L and the I together like you do when it's uppercase like this, it looks like you say fuck it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck it if you can't take a joke. Yeah. Hey, I speak my mind, Loosh. You got a problem with that? And why do my guys have to dismantle the whole wing? Hell, he could vanish it in a blink. Blink, it's gone, like that. His fingers are all (laughs) wibbly-wobbly. He doesn't have fingers, he's just got gloves. With sticks sticking into him. (laughs) How is he supposed to dismantle anything? I don't know, hopefully we'll get to see that. Hmm. Well, he's on the balcony outside his quarters, Mervyn. Why don't you go up there now and suggest it to him? You know the look on Lucian's face? Ba-boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go gather wrecking crew. See you, toots. Later, Lush. <laughs> yeah, he's all talk, Mervyn. I love him. What a great intro of that character. Mm-hmm. He's still out in the rain. Yeah. It's been a whole week, for Christ's sakes. Isn't he tired of rain yet? It's just the same character. It was a little faster. (laughs) I very much doubt it, Matthew. So any idea how long it'll take him to get over this? I mean, does this always happen when a girlfriend walks out on him? And we get a description of what happens, which is it's not always the same. They do tend to end badly, though. Well, yeah. I mean, Calliope had run its course. Mm Mm-hmm. After Nada. Oh, sorry, Nada. Yeah, Nada, he raised the dreaming. He basically turned everything into a desert, a bleak mm-hmm. desert. Um, and then for Calliope, the uh, the affair was kind of already over. Yeah. So he was relieved. And then Eleonora, we haven't met Eleonora. Well, I think that was the woman with whom he had the compact for, Eleonora. It's just a different spelling. Remember the oh, the island? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the scary Mm. And so he threw himself into his work after that one. Mm-hmm. Matthew never liked her. He knew she'd do something like this. Yeah. 
He tried to talk to him, but uh, he was up there for hours. Went up, went down like a dead balloon. I think he means lead balloon. Mm. And he said nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because he's mopey. And there are real consequences to his extreme mopiness. Yeah, as we see in the next page. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. House of Mysteries. Wait, secrets? Secrets. Yeah. No, and is... it's underwater. Mm-hmm. The House of Secrets is partially underwater. Abel has built this um, amazing tower. Yeah, he's balanced a big heavy chair at the top of a tower. Yeah, uh, and Goldie's up at the top, sitting Mm -hmm. there, and they've both got fishing rods because because they're going to go fishing because they're having a fishing expedition. A fishing expedition, exactly. Now, a fishing expedition is also a term meaning any inquiry carried out without a clearly defined plan or purpose in the hopes of discovering any kind of useful information. Where you go fishing, you go looking oh. for some kind of information, but you don't know what you're looking for. Well, this is a poorly thought out plan to escape the rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It built a very bad tower. Um, but it was a good plan in that he made enough sandwiches for two weeks Unfortunately, when he fell, all the sandwiches fell with him. Yeah. As he's falling, he is trying to sing the song, Pack Up Your Troubles in Your Old Kit Bag. Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag. Smile, smile, smile. Is that it? Yep. Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile is the full name of a World War I marching song. It was published in 1915 in London. It was written by Welsh songwriter George Henry Powell under the pseudonym George Asaph and set to music by his brother Felix Powell. song i remember it well from back when i worked in the military engineers museum one summer yeah yeah it was on repeat with a whole bunch of things like uh, goober beans and songs like that mm. they had a tape basically on repeat of old war songs mm-hmm. yep meep <laughs> urkel we do find out 21 days of solid rain so these scenes we're getting are several weeks apart mm. we're getting one where it's just kind of happening another one where he says it's been a whole week and now it's been 21 days, so it's been three weeks. So he's been moping for a long, long time. Yeah, our entire next page is just a monologue about how love has ended and yeah. how we shouldn't even feel this way. I would have, I would have, I would have. But she had decided she no longer loved me. I saw it in her eyes. More eyes. More eyes. Lots of eyes again, right? But something more exciting is happening. Finally. More exciting than this mopey, mopey monologue. (laughs) Something great. Thank you, Delirium. The Guardians, the Hippogriff, the Wyvern, and the Griffin. They've caught someone. We've captured an intruder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she said she was your sister, says Wyvern. I'm afraid she is my sister, Wyvern. Put her down. 
gently. Hmm. And she liked it. It was like Disneyland. She especially liked the swinging bit. And she kisses Wyvern. She kisses Wyverns. The the Disneyland Disneyland analogy. (laughs) I really needed a third panel after the kiss where the Wyvern blushes. Well, look at its eyes in the kiss. I think that that really accomplishes it. It's definitely got big, swirly, maybe delirious eyes. Yeah, I think so. But I just really would have loved to see like a third panel, maybe like hearkening back to the uh, Chibi Endless, where it's like all (laughs) blushy stuff. That would have been really delightful. Yeah. Dream invites her in, offers her some food, which she needs. He feels mm-hmm. he's giving her some some care. Well, because she calls him mm-hmm. and he doesn't even answer. Yeah. Rude. She figured she had to literally show up at his place to get his attention. And they sit inside and we meet Taramis. Mm-hmm. What is Taramis? He seems to be kind of a vampire. He's got vampire fangs. But like a big alien head. Well, that could just be his hair under his giant turban. Mm. It might be the size of his eyes that's it could the be confusing that. thing. He's certainly odd looking, yes. Yes. He's great. Have you got any little milk chocolate people about three inches high? Men and women? I like some of them filled with raspberry cream. Very good, ma'am. And to drink? Fresh mango juice, please. An omelet, a light salad, and a glass of white wine for me, Teramis. As you will, sir. <laughs> so Teramis has just got a Transylvanian accent now. We've no, it's not Transylvanian. Okay. That would be more like these. <laughs> so just a couple notes lower. It <laughs> makes it Transylvanian. Notes down is Transylvanian's down more in your, the back of your throat. He's his up high in the head like this. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Delirium catches up Dream and what she's been doing. She saw despair and desire. They're fine. Dinner is then served. The person serving with Teramis really seems to be the fashion thing again. Oh. The, the eye patch gives it away, I think. I mean, unless this is a brand new person. Pretty sure this is the fashion thing. Cool. Oh, look, they've got little eyebrows. First of all, I bite their little hands off. And then one, two, three, then I bite their little noses. Indeed. Look at these two. They're making love. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Stop that. Sorry. Um, they weren't really kissing. They were, um, squidging. <laughs> I think we can all guess what squidging S- means. Squidging means squeezing. Oh, that's not what I guessed. It's okay, I'm finished mostly. They've all got all sticky anyway, and I don't like mango juice. It's yicky. Kissing. Dream decides that they should take formal matter, formal family business to the gallery. Yeah, I think he's kind of done with her. (laughs) Yeah. He did not like to be reminded of kissing. Yeah. And then we get in the final panel a brief life. This made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Touched by her fingers, the two surviving chocolate people copulate desperately, losing themselves in a melting frenzy of lust, spending the last of their brief borrowed lives in a spasm of raspberry cream and fear. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you get a brief life, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So they're standing in his gallery, and one thing that I immediately noticed is that Dream is standing in front of a mirror. Yeah. And you can see him in it. Is that make that his sigil then? Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. I, at first I thought it's a mirror, so it's despair. I think you're right. But then you look over and despair's ring is actually up there. Yeah, you're totally right. That is his. You're right. Because we've seen uh we've seen Desire's face mm-hmm. in their own gallery. So yeah, so a mirror. Yeah. And I think that they're in the order of their the siblings like age because mm-hmm. we've got destiny and then death we can see the ankh in a, in a later panel yeah yeah and then dream and then a blank one for destruction and then desire and despair, despair and delirium and delirium is standing between desire and despair which i think is kind of uh, to me at least is is the that's sort of the headspace she's in right now right mm-hmm. like she's despairing because she doesn't have her brother mm-hmm. and she's desiring to see him she wants to see him yeah wants to find him yeah where's 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 dream standing in front of death Mm. and reflected in his own yeah dream tries to get her to just come out with it and she is very intimidated by him and is very honest about that and he apologizes and she's so not used to him apologizing and being kind and listening it seems that she basically doesn't believe it. She thinks he must be making fun of it. And I, I love this bit here in the middle panel of page 17 where she says, all that apologizing, you've never apologized to me. You just act like you know stuff I don't know that makes everything you do okay. And while that's true, a lot of the time he does know things she doesn't know. And it does make the things he does okay because he is not delirious, right? Sometimes. Some, right. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes that's true, but sometimes he acts that way and it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love that. Yep. She's kind of calling him out on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Really well stated is what I'm trying to say there. Mm-hmm. So she gets out with it. She wants to find their lost brother. Yeah, and she says that she had seen Desire and mm. then and that she was in Desire's place when she had the idea. I'm sure you were. And so he decides to call up Desire and have a chat with them. Yeah, this is about the most forward-thinking and clever that we've seen Dream ever. Normally, mm. this kind of stuff hits him right in the face without him knowing it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. But in this, he's like, okay, I yeah, okay, let me deal with this obvious thing first that this was put in your head by our brother-sister who hates me. So I'm going to go talk to them. And he calls them and, like, actually stays just, like, they each stay in their own realm and have the conversation as opposed to, like, he doesn't even actually show up in their realm. Yeah, he stays in the in-between, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably because, as remember, we've learned that Dream in his realm is basically all-powerful. Mm. So this is a sign of not trusting desire oh, and for not sure. wanting to go into a place where desire is all powerful. Mm-hmm. And desire swears. We get up, end up getting to that. Swears, first of all, by their heart. And then Dream asks them to swear it by the first circle. I swear by the first circle and by the other side of the sky and by the sword and the... Enough. 
I'm not entirely sure what this is, but it could be very old ways of referring to the endless. Because the first circle could be the beginning and ending of your life, which mm. is death. Because you see death when, you, when you're born, and you see her when she's dead. Mm -hmm. And the other side of the sky feels like despair and their mirrors. Mm -hmm. And the sword could be destruction. We've already had her swear by her, him swear by their heart. So perhaps this is a very old formal way of swearing by all of the other Endless's sigils. Yeah. I guess. That makes sense to me. Or it could just be something else that Neil has found mm. uh, and referred to. But it feels like basically big deal endless stuff up above and beyond our normal mythologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they swear that they did not put the idea in Delirium's head and mm -hmm. also that dream's recent heartbreak was not related at all but that they did enjoy watching <laughs> yes that's right i did find it extremely amusing yes yes i'm happy that you're unhappy but no nah, i didn't do it <laughs> so why don't you go back to your gallery tell the little gleet to buzz off and bother someone else so you can get back to feeling sorry for yourself gleet is a watery discharge from the urethra caused by gonorrheal infection what a horrible thing to say. Yes. Ugh. Meanwhile, the little gleet. Yes, meanwhile, back at the gallery. We get like a little snapshot into Delight. Yeah. And maybe part of why she became Delirium. Mm-hmm. The moment she realized what was happening, that the universe was changing, that she was growing up or at least growing older... She was no longer delight, and the blossoms had already begun to fall in her domain, becoming smudged and formless colors, and she had no one to talk to. Then she went to see him. She remembers the light glinting gold in his beard and eyelashes, and he put his arm around her shoulders, and they stood on the hill, because this was on earth in the dawn days. Even then, he spent a lot of time on earth. And he said, Del, it's okay. And then he shut up. And then she started giggling uncontrollably, and he didn't say anything. He just held her until she gained control once more. They watched the sunset for a bit. Then he said, Del, things are changing. She knew it was true, and there was nothing she could do about it. Yeah, if there's one endless who understands change, I think it's destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Dream is back. And all Snaps around her... her mushrooms and an umbrella and the Eiffel Tower have sprouted out of the Tower. ground. Yeah. Yeah, this is what she does to the area around her. And she admits that she was lying earlier. Yeah, she was lying. She does like mango juice. Yes. Really. <laughs> and Dream has decided to help her. Yeah. He, uh... He heads to Lucian and starts making plans mm -hmm. so that when he goes away, things will be fine. And he mentions uh, the Faramond. Yes, let Faramond know that we will be calling on him. I trust that he still oversees transportation. Faramond is derived from the Germanic elements fera, meaning journey, and mund, meaning protection. So okay. Journey protection. And it was the name of a semi-legendary 5th century king of the Franks. Mm. 
So we, it basically back when they thought that it was the first of the one king of the Franks, they kind of semi-legendarily created this pheromon. So he's kind of a god, kind of a, a king back in the uh, the 5th century. Mm. My lord, might I have a brief word with you? Certainly, Lucian. If you'll forgive my speaking perhaps a little bluntly, lord, do you really feel that this is a wise course of action? My brother had his reasons for leaving, Lucian. He desires his privacy, and I respect his wishes. We will not find him. Then why? Because I need something to take my mind off my recent misadventure, perhaps. Because it has been a long time since I walked abroad. And because I wish to. Very good, Lord. And you will be back? When Delirium loses interest in the quest, as she will. Or when I lose interest and feel I am ready to return. Or when you have found your brother. It won't happen. My lord, are you sure this is wise? It will be a brief diversion, Lucian, nothing more. We will see a few people, a few sights. I am but a step away from the dreaming, should you need me here. I see no reason to worry. You worry too much, Lucian. I've noticed this before. After all, this is completely straightforward. What could possibly go wrong? Possibly. What could possibly go wrong? Whatever you say, Lord. Whatever you say. And a rainbow! The rain is gone, and a rainbow showed up, but the rainbow's backwards! Oh! It's backwards. And it's got a white bow on the bottom of it for some reason. You can see that it's blocking out the... That's uh, weird. Mm. It's a really messed up rainbow. Yeah. Welcome to the dreaming. We've got weird rainbows. So because the covers tend to give quite a bit away, especially with the text, we're not going to do the cover look this time. Okay. So we're going to do Brief Lives Chapter 3 next, which is issue 43. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously, they're going to go in the waking world, delirium and dream, and they're yeah. going to go look for destruction. Hijinks. You think hijinks? What kind of hijinks? Well... They got to meet this traveler person, but I think that something will have changed about this traveler person. Won't be the same as it used to be. Okay. Um, and Delirium knows Destruction's friends. Who would Destruction be friends yeah. with? Who, so let, there's a good question. Who do you think they are? We've got a couple, at least a few people that know him. Who would be the friends of Destruction? We know who some of the friends, not very many of them, are of Dream. Dream has one friend that we know of. Remember who that is? Yeah, the guy who can't die. Yeah. Well, who would be Destruction's friends? Yeah. He's been disappeared for a long time, so I don't know who his friends would be. Mm -hmm. He's been gone for 300 years, I think they said. It'd have to be someone who could live that long. Someone yeah. weird, like a vampire or a, or a hulk or something. Okay, so somebody long lived. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think that would be? What kind of people would live a long time? Monsters. So monsters. Yeah. And who else? Demigods. So they're going to meet some monsters and demigods. Yeah. And they're going to meet probably Pheromond. Mm-hmm. And what kind of hijinks? Name a hijink. Just one. A single hijink. The monster will be really friendly and the demigod will be monstrous. Okay. Well, we're going to have to find out how accurate that is next episode. You've been dreaming of the Sandman, issue 42. 
Brief Lives, Chapter 2. For show notes, visit thedreaming.motivedust.com. Support future episodes at patreon.com slash thedreaming, and we'd sure appreciate it if you tell your friends about us. Our theme music is Oneri by Kai Engel. Hear more at kaiengel.bandcamp.com. The Dreaming was recorded in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada, on the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, Kikate, and tsleil Nations. I'm Joe Fulgham. Thanks for listening. Time to wake up. <laughs>